Hey guys, Black Tribers, welcome to the Black Tribe podcast and video for our Patreon And you'll notice people. on the video we're wearing the same outfits because it's the same day and we don't have any clothes because all of our clothes are in Spain. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, very limited. For those of you that don't know, this is, uh, we're in July. We came in from Spain June 5th and now Spain's not going to let our interns back in. And so we are here in America. We just got a little apartment in Colorado Springs by my dad, uh, helping with my special needs nephews and nieces and Lisa's parents. And so it could be that we're here for quite a long time. I had an interesting conversation with all of our guys about that this morning. Oh, I'll well, love to hear that later. We're, we're loving it. We're, we're back home. Uh, it's hard for me in this city because it brings up a lot of old pain. It's hard for both of us, but we're choosing for redemption and what God has. A lot of promises God spoke over Colorado Springs to both of us many years ago. And so here we are. Um, let's recap last podcast sorry, last week. It's okay, baby. Thank you. So let, we talked about fathers, we talked about the, mothers, the, the foundation, the, the kingdom foundation of the earthly family and that we are a royal family um, and that the kingdom is about a king his kingdom, his kids, his royal family. And that is you. And that is us. The best system that we could live by is what we call theocracy, that there is a king and a kingdom. And we, as its people, make it look like the Garden of Eden. We live in a democratic society in America. We've lived in a monarchy in Swaziland, Africa. And we talked about that. Those systems do not work ultimately. Um, and obviously communism, which we're kind of headed back that way. Marxism, if you study some of the isms, you'll realize that a lot of places like Europe, a lot of even America is acting that way. Although I don't believe we're going to go all the way back into it, we hope. Uh, Europe is socialism. Socialist, it doesn't work for all of my young listeners. I know we want socialist <laughs> America. I think it's just free uh, stuff. It's go not free. Go over to Russia, yeah. and we'll talk about that. Yeah, go to Europe, yeah. go, to, go to Russia, and you'll learn very quickly that it doesn't work for societies. So we're talking about what fatherlessness has done to uh, demoralize, to destroy the Church of America, America in general. That human beings. The motivation behind Black Life Matters movement is as beautiful as it is as a movement and necessary. And we're all about Black lives really do matter. Um, that it the, the movement behind it is, uh, is, is driven by a spirit to emasculate a men. And you can go study that. Dr. Michael Brown did a really cool 15-minute video that will really help you with that if you look that up. Just educate yourself. Yeah, we you have take to. Take a stand on anything. Yeah. Don't, don't just be Especially before you give things money. There's a lot of ministries that a lot of our young people give money to that I asked them to stop if they knew what that ministry was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you need to educate yourself before you give money and your time and your effort. And so... That being said, off my little pedestal, what are we talking about today? Yeah, look at you in your soapbox so early in the day. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the difference between teachers and fathers. Um, scripture talks about, you can tell me the exact place where that is, I'm sure, but I didn't go to seminary school, so I don't know where that's located. <laughs> so look it up. But um, this is a conversation that comes up in our age group a lot with fellow leaders when you and I are just trying to explain, this is who this person is. And it's not a criticism. It's this person is a shepherd. So we let them shepherd, but they're not a father. And they'll say, well, he has kids. And I'm like, no, yes, he's not a father. He is a shepherd. He is a pastor. He's whatever. You can be those things and be a father. 
But just because you are those things does not mean you have you carry the spirit. Right. There's the people that carry a fathering spirit mm-hmm. that, that just when you walk in the room, the room changes, that people feel safe and known. Teachers are necessary and beautiful and amazing. And that's one of the Ephesians four gifts is teaching and we need it. That's what we filled our pulpits with in America and the world. Uh, we have the a lot teachers. of really good teachers and in the pulpit and thank God for them. Uh, but we have very little fathers, Paul says in first Corinthians. And so what we want to talk about is, is that, that fathering spirit. And that's going to be the spirit that actually brings change to our churches and to our, uh, to the next generation. And you know what? I could honestly say that as my single years in between the death of my first husband and when I married you was anyone that came was interested in me without realizing it, what drew me to you. And because they're nice guys, made money, good providers, faithful, whatever they were, I was looking for a father for my daughters, which was different than a stepdad, which was different to me than just a teacher was different to me than I was. I wanted them to have a strong father. Mm. And I was attracted to that in you more than anything else. Hey, I'm so sexy though. You weren't attracted no, to that first. No, I was attracted to that too. You, we both used to be cute, but um, <laughs> no, I, I was look. I was. I wanted some masculine strength in my life. Yeah, and um, it came with pain though, because in order to have masculine strength in your life, there's it gets messy, and it's not all pretty, and it it, it no longer could look like my female world completely, and so I had to give a few things up. But I think the payoff was worth it. Well, and then for me, uh, trying to learn or become a father instead of just a dad. Because just providing your sperm into a womb does not make you a father. No. That makes you a dad. It does not. Makes you a dad and not a daddy, by the way. Right. There's a difference. But a dad. And, and, you know, I was was walking down the street of the Pueblo in Spain a few months ago. One of our students said to me, I'm glad I have the Gary Black on the other side of Michael's death, which I wanted to punch him for a second. But I knew this kid's heart well enough uh, where what he meant and then what the conversation that ensued after that was that the brokenness that Michael's death brought to me and me being transformed by that brokenness. He was glad that he had that man that would father him and love him into a whole new reality of kingdom. Which came out of your pain in your life. Which come, came from pain, Cost from suffering, huge. from me wanting to die, yeah. from me holding that though and not anesthetizing it through drinking too much, through whatever, pushing it down, not admitting it, not, not um, embracing that pain and allowing that pain to transform me into a daddy, into a father. And, and that's what I, that's what we're going to talk about that. There's, we have got to, as men, we're little boys, we're stuck. And as, as boys transitioning in your late twenties, early thirties into manhood, a boy says, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. A man says, yes, it's not about me at all, but I'm all about life. Right. I bring life everywhere that I go. And so to become a father, you have to deal with your little boy. And we've said it a lot. We know a lot of men in their 50s, 60s, 70s that are still little boys. They're trapped. No one has ever told them this, most likely. They're ignorant. Mm-hmm. But it, and it takes some pain. It always takes pain to shake us out of our reality or our false reality and step us into that second half of life. And so all this prosperity gospel, all this crap you're hearing in the pulpits, no fire, no truth. The gospel of suffering is a real thing. When (laughs) when Paul got called. That's not going to sell. That was better sell because it's it's true. He (laughs) said, 
go get Paul. I'm going to show him how much he must suffer for my namesake. Yeah. We tend to skip over we those skip scriptures. Over I, I blacked it out. In my and again, this like isn't that. about doomsday and suffering because you know that I have hope. I don't believe in tribulation and the rapture. That's all false doctrine. I can prove it to you. I won't. Um, I believe in hope. But if we don't embrace suffering as part of our generational way to become a father, a true father, we'll never become one. Done. I'm on two pedestals. Okay, so now we don't even need to do anything. So, <laughs> what would you what would you like for lunch? No, no, okay, let's go, baby. You got this. Okay. So here's the difference: okay. teachers relay information, fathers lay down their lives. Oof. Teachers relay information, fathers lay down their lives. That's good. And I, I will say this to some of you teachers out there: that's not a criticism. Because there's some really good teachers that we need. They're doing what they were created to do. They're doing what they're created to do. Mm-hmm. But a father is not bigger or better, or maybe it is in the spirit, but he lays his life down for it's those around. It's different. Okay. So uh, we know a lot of really good teachers that we work with, and it's they are revealing um, parts of scripture. I think you can, in parts of life, and those that's very important, but you can go to high school and get a teacher. Yes. And that teacher isn't necessarily going to lay down their life to make you great. Although I do think teachers, many, they do lay down their lives to yeah, make others great. Because they're job. definitely not doing it for the money right. or the glory. But you can get information off the internet. You can get information anywhere. When you're talking about laying down your life, that's actually walking through the journey of life with someone, covering them, loving them unconditionally, smacking them when they need to be smacked, for lack of better term. Yeah. Um, speaking the truth in love bringing discipline, telling the truth. Like yeah. you had, we had an intern call the other day and he was crying. He was really upset. And the mother in me was like, Oh, come here. My little smooshy bushy. Let me make it better. And you're like, pull yourself together. Young man, you know, man up, be a leader in the place that we've put you to be. And he needed to hear that. Yes. He needed to hear that. And he did. He stepped up. And there's times where they need to go, oh, come here and let mommy kiss your boo-boo. That's all part of it too. But, Absolutely. but a father lays down his life for the next generation. A father's primary method of teaching is through modeling excellence and a vision in one's life for one's spiritual children. Hmm. Fathers go um, by the, the adage, people don't care how much you know until you know, till they know how much you care. People, they don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Okay. And fathers care. They, well, they care. They're in it. They're in it for the long haul. And they're not in it for themselves. mm -mm. uh, Again, you got to catch this first half of life. People are trying to build, and it's necessary. Listen, first half is very necessary. Yeah. You're trying to build containers for success. Second half, when you start stepping into a fathering role, you're just wanting everyone else to be successful and go way beyond you. And that's the difference. Mm-hmm. If you are 45 years old and you are still trying to build your own personal kingdom and you don't care about anyone else, you are still a little boy. Yeah. It's just about, it's a, it's more of a life journey that you're hovering above, which we're going to talk about eldership. And, and that's something that, that we're missing right now. I think, especially in our current society is, is we criticize, put away and put down our elders when actually all of scripture says, this is the, this is, these are the gray hairs are the ones that, that have the answers. They have wisdom. They have the wisdom. You really don't know anything in life until you're in your sixties. Yeah. Because so I, life just I brings perspective. Yet. I have a long way to we go. still have a long ways to go. Okay. Well, 10 years is not Number that long. Number two, shut up. <laughs> I know. I don't know how it happened. 50. All right. I felt like I was 25 forever and then all of a sudden it's over. Okay. Teachers are motivated by illumination. Ooh. Fathers are motivated by personal transformation. Okay. What does that mean? 
Well, a teacher, which I think I'm a teacher, I, when I am teaching and I see the eyes light up, they, they get it. They got what I'm trying to explain. That's been illuminated to them. There's been a path. Very important. Yeah. But a father is motivated by personal transformation. Hmm. So a father wants to see what's happening outside of that moment of, oh, I've got it too. Am I actually going to walk out what you just imparted to me? Yes. Right, here's, still a, a choice? here's the best way I can describe it. Okay. I got to coach all four of my boys in oh, football. Yeah. And, and one of the things I love about co- coaching six, seven, eight year olds in tackle football is their first experience. They're scared to death. Because they've never been hit and I've got these drills and they're going to they're gonna run each into other, each other and they're scared to death until they get knocked on their butt and they feel they, they realize, realize they they're OK. <laughs> this didn't kill me. And they pop up and they're like, I want more. Like, yeah. I love that because yeah. it's that is illumination. They've, they've come to, to realize that, oh, my God, this is actually what I was born to do. This right. is awesome. But you said it in practice. You showed them in practice. You blew the whistle. You gave instruction. But until they actually went out there and bodies collided and you hear that, I missed that crash of the helmet. Yes. But then watching them become leaders on the field right. from that yeah. is what I got my most satisfaction mm-hmm. of. That's what fathers want to see. They want to see the, them get it and then go do it better than they do. And then when you die, they're going to pick that up. Yeah. They won't, they, they're going to take it on. further. That's right. Yeah. And that's, that's legacy that. guys. Legacy is ego driven unless it's not about you. So I, I, I don't like these legacy conferences. I don't like <laughs> pastors talking about legacy all the time, how they're going to build their legacy. This is nothing about you. This is about you making everyone else great. That's the point. That's awesome. You're really okay. good at doing that. Okay. Which obviously uh, the cost I believe for being a father is greater for being a teacher. Because if you're a teacher, you, your only job is to give the information and then it's up to them what they do with it. When you're a father, you're like, you've got the information, but guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to stay with you until you start walking this out. Yeah. And this could, be a, it could, this could be a lot of conversations. This could be some disruption in our relationship because of frustration and whatever, but I'm not leaving the table. That's so good. And that's, that's a father. right That's there. why I love in scripture. You know, um, it, we always tell everybody, you need a Barnabas in your life, someone older and wiser that you're saying yes to, and they're mentoring you, discipling you. And you always need a Timothy. So you're a Paul. You need somebody younger in your life that you're being an example to, because that holds good accountability for you. Yeah. But I love the story of when Paul and Barnabas and Mark are on a missions journey and Barnabas wants Mark to go do some more. And Paul says, no, he's not ready. And they get in a huge dispute. It's the first church split that we can read about. And Barnabas and Paul separate and Barnabas takes Mark and Paul takes Silas and they leave each other. I love at the end of Paul's life, he calls for Mark four times. He said he's ready for service. So although Paul was trying to be a teacher, he was more of a teacher in that moment. Barnabas was trying to be a father saying, wow. These, this kid's supposed to fail. He's not supposed to get right. This. He's supposed to run when and he doesn't okay. run. And that's okay. Fathers stay in them. They don't just say, write you off. You're done. I'm not going to do anything with this generation anymore. They're a bunch of pukes because one kid ran away. I'm actually going to go find that one. Right. Like Jesus leaving the 99 and bringing back in the full. And Paul does that later in his life as he becomes a father and a grandfather, a wise man. Can you explain? Because people quote the the prodigal son all the time and they quote it from the perspective of the son. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the story of the prodigal son that Jesus Jesus is talking about in the New Testament as it is from the view of the father? 
Well, I, what I love is everything Jesus did was to tick off the religious spirit. So it. that whole story was to just tick off the religious right. because it was illegal. The whole story was illegal. Everything about the story, <laughs> the, the a father couldn't give the inheritance <laughs> to a dumb little kid, rebel, right? Yeah. And and the <laughs> the father couldn't run down the driveway because they would have killed you know, the, all the things of the story. You couldn't do so. All the religious were just ticked every time Jesus talked. I love that about him. Um, but the dad wore a path every day waiting for that son to come home. Yeah. And when that son came up the driveway, I love the way Ted Hansen describes it. When he saw his son find, now think about this, every morning he went out and he looked for his son. Every afternoon when work was done, he went out and looked for his son. And every day he was wanting this son to come home. When he finally saw his son coming up that driveway, he didn't know if his son had blown all his money like he did. He didn't know his son was a huge success and, and tripled and quadrupled his money. He didn't know his son was homosexual. He didn't know if his son hated or dis disrespected or was even going to like him. He had no idea. But what did the father do? He ran mm -hmm. to his baby boy and he put authority back on him. He, he said fatherless or slaves don't have shoes. He put shoes on him. He put royalty back on him, authority with the robe. And he just clothed his son, even though he had no idea what his son had done in all of those things, because it's what, that's what fathers that's do. What fathers do. That's what men do. I don't matter where you've been. Where you've been. What's that? I don't, it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter where you've been, what yeah. you've been through, how you've squandered all of everything. Uh, a father is always there with his arms wide open to suffer his sons and daughters to come home. It's the lie of shame. The lie of shame says, I, I am not worthy. And that's what holds us back from running back into the arms of the father. It's true. When the father's just like, I don't care. Dad in heaven, our daddy in heaven is always waiting with his arms yep. wide open. We just get, the enemy comes and he has no weapons. He whispers shame. He whispers rejection. Mm -hmm. And we believe that. And then a spirit can attach to that. And then, and then the father's still with his arms wide open. We just don't believe it in our brain. Our hearts still know. And that's why we, we've got to do, we've got to talk about this stuff. Yeah. And anyone who's actually really ever had a child. <sighs> knows that you well, just want your with child. Heart, yeah. You want your child to be okay. Like I have yeah. an entire network of women that we're just fighting for the lives of our kids. And there's nothing that could stop us. No. Like try and stop Mama a mother bear. fighting for her child. Yeah. Um, okay. So number three, teachers search for students. Fathers search for sons and daughters. Teachers search for students. Fathers search for sons and daughters. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But Real quick, not to call them spiritual sons and daughters. <laughs> okay, we've got a lot of people in our crew that find their feed their ego by calling, oh, I've got this spiritual son, this you're not a spiritual son or daughter until you've done life together for a long time. Yeah. You really don't know anybody for at least three to four years. And you've got to go through some ins and outs and, and some dis disruptions in your relationship. And maybe over five years, 10 years, 15 years, you become a spiritual son or daughter to a spiritual father or mother. It takes time. And we don't ever want to say that as spiritual parents no. to feed our egos because that's all it does. No. Also, that's way too much pressure. Yes. It's just like it I, I, when someone says to me after they've seen me speak one time, I feel like you're supposed to be my spiritual mother. I said, you've just both, you've set us both up for failure. Right. I'm going to fail you. You're going to fail you. Fail me. And I always say, let's just start a conversation and then let's become friends. 
and let's see if we can trust each other. Yes. And let's see, let's like take baby steps and see, because that putting, that's like a first date saying a husband or a wife. Right. You know, it's just, it's too, too it much. It takes fast. time and a lot of time. And I know we're in a generation where we can go to McDonald's and get our food instantly. So we think everything should work that way. And nothing actually works that way. Anything except for your that's food. worth having is going to cost you something and it's going to take some time. Yes. And the bigger your dream or the bigger your desires or the bigger things that you want, the more time it's going to take you and the, and, and the more it's going to cost you. Yes. Nobody likes that either. Wow. So true. It's true. And, and we're learning how to wait on the Lord in our hearts. And we're trying to teach a generation to learn how to wait yeah. on the Lord. Don't get ahead of him. Don't try to make things happen. Learn how to wait and hear the word of the yeah. Lord and then move. Well, so and you see like these cute little videos of like couples that have been together for 60 years and they're holding hands and they've been married forever and they're in their eighties and everyone's like relationship goals. And I'm like, sit down and talk to them <laughs> yeah. about how many of their children died, yes. how many diseases, how much uh, poverty they walked through, how, how many times sickness, they wanted to leave, how many times they wanted to leave and yep. how many times they came back to the table. And yes. then you'll have the formula for a really That's brilliant right. marriage. That's they didn't right. find a soulmate. They found someone they liked and were attracted to and decided to make a life with, and then they stuck in there with it. There's no such thing as soulmates, people. Get over it. I think you can become soulmates. Yeah, I think you do. I mean, obviously, you go soul to soul. I don't think soul. you can find one, but I think you can become them. Okay. Maybe. Well, that's right. maybe another podcast. Okay. Anyway, so teachers, you know, we, we sit in a classroom, and we're just looking for that moment when the light comes on. Fathers, men that uh, men that are that are created to be a father is actually looking through the classroom and the information they're sharing. They're just waiting to see on who it lands on. And they're looking for the leaders to, to pick out and mm-hmm. to, to father. Yes. And that to me is the difference. Why I have enjoyed working with G42 and more than any other group I've ever worked with, because we do hover above sort of the chaos of life and what people say and what they do. And we look for the actual leaders that we're really going to pour into. We do. And it's not going to be everybody. And that's why we keep it small. Intimate, small, and there's not very many leaders um, on the planet. uh, And they're not supposed to be. That's why when, when Jesus says that the, the, the path is small, it's, 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Narrow. The the, the narrow path doesn't mean heaven and hell. Guys got to study scripture. It means that there's just not that many called to lead a generation into kingdom, into new ways of thinking. And so we're always looking mm-hmm. and hovering to find those leaders that we can then pour more into because then they'll pour into a lot right. more and it just multiplies yep, quickly. Yeah. Okay. Good. Your phone's not going to die, is it? No, nope, we're good. Okay. Okay. We have many teachers. We don't have many fathers. Though there are countless teachers, mentors, and coaches in the body of Christ who edify us. Each is assigned to one primary father for their life's journey. For example, in a biological family, there's only one father and one mother, though a person may have grandparents, aunts, uncles, siblings, and, and others who impact their life. Okay. So that's where this, this, um, this goes across the board. So I only have one biological mother, one biological father, and I was blessed to be raised in a really beautiful home where my Parents worked really well together and fathered and parent and mothered really well. But it's the influence of people I have no biological contact with that have actually taught me a great deal. Yes. 
Linda Sickinger for one, yes. has mentored me, mothered me, sistered me, friended me for um, almost 30 years now. And sh- her words, her one-liners of her wisdom, because she was walking through life before I was, pivoted my life in many, many ways to much better places. Absolutely. So Paul says, we have a lot of teachers. We don't have many fathers and we're looking for those fathers and mothers. We're looking for those that this is why a man. So some of you young, uh, parents, you, a man cannot initiate his own son. Mm -hmm. There's too much familiarity there. There's too much. He knows your weakness too much. He's watched you in the house when you've blown up and when you've lost it and all the things. (laughs) And and you need, we need mentors, other men and women in our lives that um, we don't know all the nitty gritty back end, but they've been a life source to us and we can trust that. And they're, and they walk us into new ways of thinking and, and new, and new authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we need the full body of Christ. It truly takes a village. And yeah, it does take a village. That, that, that really is true. Yeah. And we're not competing with each other. That's the thing that um, I really kind of don't understand is I always have prayed for other people to come into my children's life, to reinforce what I was. And so when I meet a woman and my daughter says, this is my work mom, I want to hug that woman Yes, because that's an answer to my prayer. Right. And when my son sends out a, you know, thank you to this woman for on Mother's Day as much as he does for me, I'm thankful we that that woman that. came around my son and loved him and did those things. It's the same thing as we're not competing with each other. We're helping each other. That's huge for some of you to hear. It really is. Yeah. I mean, we get a lot of kickback from parents when we're a kid will side. call us, you know, a kid will call, Hey, I want you to be my spiritual father, which I'm not. Don't call them. I do have some spiritual children. We both do. Yeah. That has taken years to develop. But when they say that too soon, the parent always gets mad. And, and, and that's why we don't say it. Um, or allow it to be said. Uh, but guys, we got to get over that. We got, we need one another to raise our children. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the, I can go into a whole initiation of how my two older boys were initiated into warrior and not into lover and not into those others. Because that man only lived that. He never lived that. Past. Man Even only though he was one. in his sixties, yep. that was all he knew was warrior. And so he was not capable of, of pulling our boys into anything else, which did a lot of damage actually it to did. our sons. Lots of damage. It's, it was pretty. It lots of anger, lots of fighting, lots of not. different things. Yeah. So, but necessary. He, they needed to be initiated by another man into that. But I should have been, if I would have known this, it was ignorance. I would have brought in a man who walked as a lover, a man who walked as a sage, a man who walked as a king. We get to serve with Andrew Shearman. He's 75 years old. He's become that king where he doesn't have any ego left. And he knows how to he knows how to steward the other archetypes, the the lover, the the warrior and the sage very well. And he's just become this kingly man, um, which is one of my goals in life. And so you're getting there, babe. Uh, come on. You're getting slow, there. but sure. By becoming a queen. You are a queen. I'm working really hard on it. Yes. Teachers bask in the joy of academic success. Fathers enjoy life success. Okay. So teachers bask in the joy of academic success. Of academic success. Fathers enjoy life life. success. So a teacher wants you to take the concepts that they give you and understand them and regurgitate them so that you score well on that part of whatever it is. A A father actually wants you to have a successful marriage, have a successful, that's why we, we actually get a lot of criticism because we refuse to go wide and have thousands of people that we're just like, you know, constantly in contact with, which isn't, isn't even possible. 
I've honed in more and more the older I've got on the few that God's highlighted to me, the few young women that I am going to pursue, that I am going to spend time with. I was so busy going wide because people were trying to tell me I was a teacher and I'm not a teacher. I'm a mother yes. who teaches. Yes. You're a mother who teaches. You're a father who teaches. That's right. And it, it it's not about me getting information out there. It's about me walking alongside young women and watching their lives be transformed. Hmm. And when they're in whatever season it is, I've already walked through it because I'm older. That's why we need elders. So when I got a young woman, it's like, I have three little kids. I am exhausted and I haven't washed my hair in four days. Instead of criticizing her, I'm going to say, oh, I've been there. Guess what? You will wash your hair again one day going to feel really, really good. And this isn't going to last forever. Yes. I don't tell her enjoy every second with your little kids because it's not always enjoyable. No, it's not. It's going to be frustrating. It's going to be all these different <clears> things. <throat> I'm not going to make her feel bad that she's not enjoying every second while they're precious and little because it's going to go so fast. It doesn't actually go that fast, but we need that perspective. We can't give that kind of perspective to a thousand people at a time. Yeah. And I would say this, that fathers and mothers are okay with failure. Uh, and, and teachers are not, yeah. they, the teacher will not let you fail because the measuring stick is so different because the measuring stick is about performance for fathers and mothers. It's, really it's not about performance. It's about seeing you be transformed. Mm -hmm. So we don't need another revival, although that's awesome. Uh, we have a little revival breaking out in California right now. We really don't even need reformation. We need transformation of hearts. Mm -hmm. And what a true father and mother will want to do is see your heart be transformed through your failures. That failure is very, very necessary in order to become something else. And so a teacher is not going to like that. He's going to want performance. She's going to want performance. And that's a big difference. So no room for failure. No room for with failure. With teachers. Right. With, with fathers and mothers, you're like, yeah, you're going to fail. And that's how you're going to learn. And let me tell you how many times I failed. And guess what? I'm still here. <laughs> okay. it just, I love that, 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 you know, as a dad, you're watching your kid on the soccer field. He's over picking a flower. You're going to run out there and yell at him and kick his butt, get up and go after the soccer ball. A grandfather watching that is going to love that he's picking the flower and ask him, can you have the flower please? And maybe get out there and play a little bit. So it's a big difference between performing and then just enjoying all of life. Which is crazy when your kids watch you become a grandparent. Yes. They're like. You weren't that awesome when I was little. Well, I was stressed out because I was trying to take care of you guys and I just get to enjoy my grandchildren. And I realized the soccer game doesn't actually matter. Right. What actually matters is the spirit of this little person this who's fascinated by a flower. Right. Right. It's true. I was with the band of brothers guys this morning at, at breakfast and uh, they, they have all these guys in this band of brothers here in Carter Springs. And I told them that I said, look, my kids don't believe the stories I could tell them about my dad. My dad right. was a cowboy. He was very harsh. He was, and now he's just this soft, beautiful old man. That they love hanging out and with. And they love hanging out with and him. And they don't believe it. And they don't believe me that some of the things that had happened. Yeah. So it's just true. It's true. And how, and what life does, and that's why you need perspective of elders. Teachers have an intellectual connection with their students. Fathers have a heart connection with their children. Mm. You're my heart guy now. Who would have ever thought Gary Black would become the heart guy? Oh my gosh. What in the world? That's not transformation. I don't know what is. <sighs> I didn't even know you were like the Grinch when I first met you. I knew it was in there somewhere, but it hadn't grown three sizes yet. So <laughs> I've been waiting and waiting for that to I happen. And now it's happened. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's true. You've it's become true. the heart guy. Yep. Okay. You want to see hearts transformed and come alive. You don't need performance. So a teacher is intellectual. And so once again, that's just transference of information and performance is attached to that. Where a father is, is saying, what's, what's really going on here?
And what, where do you need to allow the Lord to come in and heal this? And you know what? I'm not going anywhere while you walk through this process. And oh, by the way, grow the hell up (laughs) and let's face this and let's get it dealt with. The only, that's what a father will do. Look, we've got to speak the truth in love. And dads, when it comes from your heart, you can say just about anything. When it's coming from your brain and you just want performance, you can say nothing because it doesn't land. And that is a huge difference. Well, and a father is not looking for a quick fix where a teacher might say, listen, we, we've got, this is where you're off. And so this is what you need to study. And this is what you need to look at. A father's going to say, I'm in, I'm in this for the long game. And I want to see you successful as an old man. And I know that's going to take all these different steps to get there. I might not even be alive to see it, but that's my goal. Yes. Is for you then to become a father. Absolutely. Yeah. And we need more, lots and lots more. It'd be great if y'all could step up because there's a lot of, (laughs) the earth needs some fathers right now. I mean, honestly, if you are, if the Lord's speaking to you through this and you, you know, you need, it's time to step up. I'm really sick and tired of living in a society where people live for themselves, focus on themselves, live in their little tiny houses and don't ever reach out to the people around them because the rest of society then has to pick up all that slack when you're just planning your outfit or your vacation or your shallow lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with any of those things, but there's more to life. You are not, if you are not giving your life away, you are not living. You My are goodness. existing. It really hit us right in the face coming back in America. You know, we're just with families that are playing video games all day and living for themselves and living for that next vacation. And there's all these young people in the city killing themselves. It's the number one county or one of the number one counties in the country, El Paso County in Colorado Springs, which is a mecca of Christian organizations, 150 some organizations are headquartered here. And yet it's the worst suicide rate for teenagers in the country. Well, it's also a mecca for for most military. And it is our military people are struggling. 30 some a day for, for good reasons that they're struggling. I mean, it's very real what they face yep. and how we can ignore those things and just go on with our life as if all that matters is, is what we want and yep. our personal goals. That's not what we were created for. Nope. How dissatisfying though. I'd rather go to bed exhausted this, like I do than just wake up tomorrow and think about what I need. The spirit of comfortability. It's a demonic spirit yeah, of is. comfortability is overtaking the church of America. And we have, we have abdicated our role trying to let government do it and they suck at our job. Well, they're not supposed to do it. No. We're commanded to feed the orphans and take care of the widows. The government is not commanded to do that. That's right. Fathers and mothers do it. Okay, we got off a little bit there. Okay, last one. Number seven, teachers. I don't like the way I look at my glasses, but I can't see you without them. Teachers desire opportunity to teach. Fathers seek opportunity for their sons and daughters to minister. Teachers desire opportunity to teach, which is a righteous, beautiful thing, and we need teachers. Fathers seek opportunity for their sons and daughters to minister. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for spaces where we can throw you off the edge and have you actually go do the stuff instead of just talking about it. Which also makes it not about us because we exist as fathers and mothers to make you great. And we always want you to go further and do more than we've ever dreamed of. And we celebrate it. Yes. Because you are a father and a mother are not in competition with their child. Have you ever met a mother who's in competition with their daughter? Yes, I have. Very creepy. Yes. Super creepy. If that's not what we're created to do, we're, we're when sometimes my oldest daughter will say something to me. I'm like, Alexis, that's amazing. And then her and I are writing this book together. And I'm like, she's like a one draft 
goddess and I am like a 50 draft mess. Like my 51st draft is actually can be seen by human eyes. She's like, sent it to me. I'm like, it's brilliant. Really? I love that. I'm so glad that she has that, that that's who she, I'm like, Alexis, this is amazing that you're doing this. I'm not jealous of, well, I kind of am jealous of it (laughs) because I mean, it would save me a lot of time, but I'm so glad she's not suffering through that. Like I am, I'm so glad that she's just, she's flowing in her life like that. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to celebrate that. Yes. We want our children to go farther and do more. And I, and I want to end it. I know you've got something here, but I, I think there's a big difference between teaching something for knowledge and imparting something. And one of the things we really try to do at G42 is not let anybody in with a good message. That's why we don't go to church on Sunday morning. We just, another good message (laughs) is fine. It's beautiful, but I'm looking for impartation. I'm looking for something that makes my heart come alive, that I want to go be better and become better because I've just been imparted to something that has changed my life. And the only way we can impart is if we've walked through it and allowed it to train us and teach us it's lesson of why it's there. And nothing wrong with going to church on Sunday morning, but that can't be all. No, it can't be. That can't be all. That's, I that's think that's got to be we, a little speck of what Yeah, it, that's got to be like the smallest part of your week. Absolutely. And again, if you're in a good, healthy church and everybody's being activated, go. If, that, if that's the center of your connection with God, then we're all in trouble. Well, because yeah, it is you, for most. you have got to give away. You that's absolutely true. have got to give away. So uh, the only thing I was going to say to end it is God, please send us more fathers. We need dads, daddies, we need need mothers, we need people who are in it for the next generation, not for themselves. And it is our hardest job right now is to find elders around our missional communities that don't want to just teach a good lesson or get some curriculum or take them to church on Sunday morning, but actually want to serve them and give them their lives to see them become great and become become better and transform. Mm -hmm. And we need moms and dads. We need Mm -hmm. you. So, hey, GaryandLisaBlack.com, you'll find our Patreon link there. You'll find our foundation there. If you'd love to give to our ministry, we need to up our monthly um, support as we live here in America. It's a lot more expensive. Um, Any questions, any thoughts that you have, anything you disagree with, we love it. Give us some feedback. Let's keep talking. God bless you guys. Loving this series. This was part two. Next week. It's going to be the fallout of fatherlessness. The fallout of fatherlessness. What is happening to our world, to our country, because of the lack of fathering. It's going to be good. God bless you guys. Look forward to it. We'll see you next week. Bye.